Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The tennis world is down under for the first major of 2023. And we've reached championship weekend in Melbourne with four stars still alive playing for Grand Slam glory. The quest for a first major title continues for Stefano Tsitsipas. We'll tell you why winning the championship will come with an added bonus. Standing in his way, the great Novak Djokovic, who won his semi in straights and will be playing for a record-tying 22nd major title. Plus, we'll preview the women's championship match, where first-time finalist Arena Sabalenka is slightly favored over reigning Wimbledon winner Elena Rybakina. All those stories, our hot shot stat of the day and more over the next hour on this Australian Open edition of Tennis Channel Live. Gotta love it, it's championship weekend at the Australian Open. What started with 128 men and women in singles is now down to two on either side. A first-time winner in Melbourne, guaranteed later tonight, as we welcome you to TC Live, our pregame show to get you ready for all the action. The women's final under the lights on Rod Laver Arena. Will it be another arena who puts her name on the trophy? Sabalenka in her first major final, taking on reigning Wimbledon champion Elena Rybakina. Power versus power for all-time prestige. And Sabalenka out on Rod Laver the morning before the biggest match of her life. First Grand Slam final for the girl with the tiger tattoo, who has now become the ambassador of calm on the court. Come on into our studio. Steve Weissman back alongside the Hall of Famer Lindsey Davenport, former pro and our global pro- correspondent for Kosh Amitraj and from 60 Minutes and Sports Illustrated, John Wertheim. Who's ready for championship weekend to get underway? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, for a player that you grow up always wanting to be able to play in a Grand Slam final. For Arena Sabalenka, her dream is coming true in a couple of hours. She's been so outspoken of wanting to get over that hump of the semifinal, getting to play for a Grand Slam title. She'll get her chance later today. And for Elena Rybakina, let's give it up for her. Two of the last three majors, she's been at least in the final. Each major has a different feel on final day. And for these two women, they're going to play at night. They're going to make that walk through the champion corridor. And you see the trophy sitting there courtside very special moment for both of these two i hope it's a great final absolute popcorn match cannot wait to watch that one my eyes are on some special stuff that we saw yesterday steph i think is ready truly ready to be able to get over the hump and get that grand slam he's got a big challenge in front of him but really impressive and i truly believe he believes he's ready to do it beat the best player in the world uh, in the greatest stage on his best court and uh, just really impressive stuff against Karen. I want to go back to your question. Who's ready for the women's final? Right here. <laughs> and I think you, you touched on it. I mean, we, you know, we, we've had a lot of storylines the last few days. We haven't had a lot of really gripping, dramatic matches. We've had a lot of straight set wins. I think this final has real potential. You know, it's five versus 25, but we all know those rankings are a little artificial. I think it's very easy to make a case for either player. 
not a lot of head-to-head -head that we can go on. I think this could be a really, really sensational match. They'll both be top ten by the end of the day, no matter what. Let's get to what happened last night. You may have been sleeping. The men's semifinal, Stefano Tsitsipas trying to reach his second major final and a chance to reach world number one, taking on Corinne Hatchinoff. The Greek star had won all five previous meetings between the two and kept that dominance going early, Prakash. Well, this was some real big boy tennis on both players, but I think the muscle that Steph exercised the best in yesterday's match is mine. I mean, in that first set, he had a chance to serve it out, wasn't able to get it, didn't get down on himself, really turned it yeah. up in the breaker, showing some nice defense here as well in the second set, getting the break, went up two sets to love, got ahead here in the third set, serving for the match, and wasn't able to get it done. Had a couple of double balls creep in there, some beautiful defense from Karen, a big missed smash here from Steph. Karen trying to muster up the crowd energy, get that energy flowing within him down a couple of match points here now in my opinion the point of the match sensationally long rally karen staying on the aggressive finds a massive forehand to save that first match point actually saves another match point with another giant forehand on the line and somehow out of nowhere when you thought it was all in control Steph surrenders that third set. Now he goes and takes a bathroom break, comes back. You would think there would be a little bit of remnants of momentum there. Absolutely not. Steph goes back to the well. Body language fantastic. Moving excellent. Gets off to a three-love lead here in the fourth set and just keeps the momentum up. And my favorite part, when he finishes, a big celebration. Job ain't finished. Goes back to the well. Yeah, still work to be done. 18 aces, won nearly 85% of points on his first serve. Since he passed into the final in Melbourne. This is a very humbling opportunity for me. Uh, being in the finals here means a lot. Uh, having started here as one of my first junior Grand Slams and being now um, in the finals of the, of the men's event is, uh, is uh, as important as my very first steps that I took on the tennis court. You know, I never give up, but yeah, he was, I think it was a very close, very good level match. And uh, he took over in some important moments, some important points, and uh, he got the win. So simple as that. Take a look at the numbers. 66 winners to just 34 unforced errors for Tsitsipas. Came to net 41 times, won more than 70% of those points. And he wins in four sets. He had those match points, though, in the third set, Lindsay. He didn't convert. What did you make? of how he was able to just go back to business in the fourth and take care of it. Well, that could have been the most impressive part of that whole match. He was playing offense beautifully. He was playing defense wonderfully. But how? it's not easy. I mean, a couple of match points to get to a Grand Slam final, all of a sudden those are gone. And he started that fourth set like it was the very first set. And that is really tough to do. As Prakash said, his body language was great. I love the way that he was able to play both ways. He came to net, but he also played great defense. This was really the point of the match. We saw this a couple in the first week with Andy Murray, little shades of Paul Harhus out there, and Jimmy Connors. And look at the gets that Steph makes in this point. Those overheads should have been put away. He's not looking into the sun. But Tsitsipas able to reset this rally. And Prakash also talked about the energy of the crowd. Really got them going as well at different times. It's a 22-shot rally, and Tsitsipas really defines the way he was able to stay in this match mentally. Comes out with this point, Prakash. A, a good look here after such a long rally. Just watch. He uses that slice. As soon as he gets a short ball, look at how quick his first step is to be able to get there, get it early. Really fit as well towards the end of long points.
John, I'm curious because Prakash said at the beginning of the show, his main thought, Stefanos is ready to win a major. Do you believe that Stefanos Tsitsipas is ready to win a Grand Slam? I do. I'm not sure the player on the other side of the net is the opponent he wants to be facing for that title. Anyone else but Novak? Um, and I think he's probably the favorite to win. But I like what you said. It wasn't just that he staved off match points. He also he was up a break in that third set. He's 5-3. He steps up to the line. Whoa, a loose service game. Suddenly it's 5-all. It goes to a breaker. He loses the set. A few years ago, that would have been panic time. And he just... Recovered and reset and did really well. We were talking about how Kachanov's big play was to go into that backhand and work it. Steph won the majority of those backhand rallies. Kachanov now, now 36, what is he, 26 and 34 against one-handed backhands. That's a strange stat for a guy that we think is a, a top-shelf player. But I, I think Steph is really looking good. I just don't know. Djokovic is the X factor, right? Yeah. Hatchinoff now 0-6 against Tsitsipas as well. He will move back up to 13 in the rankings. You talk about Novak Djokovic, the nine-time champion, taking on the American Tommy Paul Djokovic has never lost when he gets to this point in Melbourne. Paul making his debut in the Final Four of a Grand Slam, Lindsay. Yeah, and what a strange first set this was. Novak raced off to a huge lead, had set point at 5-1. And then there was a bit of a hiccup, and we're not used to seeing this from Novak. Tommy Paul able to get a couple of breaks and get this first set back on serve and also get the crowd going as well. But Novak doing Novak things at five all, able to reset, get a nice hold, and immediately put pressure on Tommy Paul's serve. Gets that first set 7-5. In the last three matches, Novak has broken 18 out of 36 return games. Half the time he's breaking serve. That is outrageous in men's tennis. And after he got that first set, he was all over Tommy Paul. Tommy couldn't figure out a way to finish the points. He was hanging back at the back of the court with Novak. That wasn't really working. He wasn't able to hit off his front foot very often. He had never faced Novak before, and he said it just felt overwhelming. With the return coming back so deep, Novak is doing Novak things on his favorite court. Yeah, absolutely. He was able to take care of business in the third set. You talk about all the breaks he's had. How about 7 of 11 on break points in this match? It, 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 there was just never Never any room for Tommy to really feel like, okay, I can take a few risks here. I'm feeling good. Novak was moving well. The, the lake has not been a problem the last few matches. He's put all the distractions out of his mind. Great semifinal win for him. With his 27th straight win at the Aussie Open, passes Andre Agassi for the longest men's streak in history. Being in a position to fight for another Australian Open trophy, I think that the experience of being in this particular situation and circumstances before uh, helps. I think also the fact that I never lost the Australian Open finals uh, definitely serves as a great confidence booster prior to uh, Sunday. I mean, walking on the court was cool. Playing the match and getting beaten like that kind of sucked. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's great. I got to, you know, see the level of uh, where I want to be and know how good I have to play if I want to beat people like that. It was, I think, a good experience. He, uh, like I said, he didn't really let me execute any game plan that I wanted to do. No cap for Kosh right there. Uh, that is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely no cap. <laughs> Take a look at the stats. Uh, Perns one on first serve, 75%. You see how he did on returns as well. 31 winners to just 18 for Tommy Paul more than half of his points on return. 15 years ago today, Novak Djokovic won the Australian Open for the first time. He's now in his 10th final. 
was 15 years ago. How would you uh, compare that Novak to this Novak? I mean, what impresses you most about what he's been able to do? I mean, the, the, the game is recognizable. What he has is 15 years of essentially relentless winning. He has all of You know, Tommy Paul said it was great walking on the court. Someone free shot. Someone did a screenshot when last thing he saw before going on the court was Novak Djokovic with the nine titles. That's a little imposing. Um, Novak has... He has the athleticism, he has the limber game, he has the precision, but the confidence you get from the success he had is just, it's, you know, he's 15 years apart, and we are not even talking about this as a storyline. Right. It's not like, oh, oh, the old man has found something that's still left in the tank. We're talking about him as the front runner, and Lord knows how much more he's got in him. Uh, the special storyline, listen, he's going for his 10th title at the Australian Open. He's going to be world number one once again. He's going to tie Rafa for that 22nd major. And what he has done here, we always talk about Nadal at Roland Garros, the king of clay, his dominance. How about Novak Djokovic at the Australian Open? 19-0 in semifinals and finals here. The master of Melbourne, the baron of blue courts. Oh, what are we calling him, Prakash? Well, I mean, look, he just makes it so physical out there, and he's just built on all this confidence he's the kind of guy that he knows a lot of these stats and as John talked about 15 years of this kind of confidence it, it, it's compounding interest on Novak so you know defeating him now it's just it, it's a whole different monster um, I, I do want to spare a moment to just chat about Tommy for a minute giant giant strides to be able to make the semis here he's got so much to build upon to move forward now, I don't know I want to know what his goal was at the beginning of the year now he's talking about possibly making the top 10 sometime this year. And he's got the good start to be able to do it. Yeah. I had a chat with Brad Stein earlier today. By the way, shout out, who's been doing a great job with Tommy. And he just said, you know, Tommy just wasn't ready for this moment. You know, he needs more ripening. He needs more titles. He needs more matches at this level to be able to grow into that moment. And I think very understandable, but a huge step in getting there. Yeah, when you play your biggest match of your career, sometimes it can be overwhelming. And then you look across the net, you see one of the greatest of all times and, and someone who owns the tournament. It can be very off-putting. Tommy did an amazing job. It always helps when you start the year well to give you confidence and to give you that boost to continue for the year. It's interesting when we talk about Novak because a lot of time when players get older, they lose that motivation. They lose that, that zest to, okay, I'm going to get up early today and this is what I'm going to accomplish and I still want to go practice five or six hours. You don't get that sense with Novak at all. The stakes that, he are play that he's playing for are so incredibly high, and it's so motivating for him. You, you don't talk about him like he's in his mid-30s. You talk about him like, oh, he's going to play for five, six, seven more years because what he wants to accomplish is so great, and he hasn't lost that love of really going for it yet. Crazy to think about where we were and what we were talking about last year for yeah. Novak Djokovic. Revenge Tour is on. <laughs> and this as well. For the second straight major final, the number one ranking is also on the line. 13 meetings between these two. Djokovic leads 10-2, has won the last nine. They played in five finals. Djokovic has won all of those. Your initial thought on this matchup, John? How many times Nadal has lost in a French Open final? Uh, same number Novak has lost in an Australian final. I mean, you just, you, you got to get to him early. Nobody did. And it's really, I mean, again, Steph's playing great. I think he's really made a leap this tournament, but, you know, 80-20? I mean, how do you, how do you? not pick against Novak. I think it's Novak in four. And I think even for Steph, I mean, if he's going to win, he's got to play his best match. And you have to hope that Novak isn't near 100%. And when you have to deal with both factors, then obviously the odds get much lower. Um, on this surface, I just don't see how Novak doesn't win. 
Agreed, but I think Steph has the game to be able to do it. I think it takes a longer time for a, such an all-court player to put everything together. But Lindsay, as you talked about, he's using that slice well. He has the ability to come to the net. I think he's going to really have to increase those net approaches in this match against Novak, as he did in Paris, where he was so close to getting over the edge there. But um, the good news for Steph... He knows you got to beat the best yeah. to be the best. So he relishes these kind of opportunities. I'm just, I'm just hoping we can all get together for popcorn. And it'd be a good classic match. Yeah. That's what we're hoping for. Definitely looking forward to it. And, and with that ranking on the line, I mean, it's a little added bonus yeah. there That's for Steph. He's never been number one in the world before. The live women's final early in the morning, 3.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Our final encore is at noon Eastern on Tennis Channel. And TC Lab comes your way once again, 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. For all the reaction from the women's championship, it's still to come. The first trophy of this year's Aussie Open was handed out yesterday. We'll show you who took it and how they did it. TC Live at the Australian Open is brought to you in part by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And by Bet365, the world's favorite sports book. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to TC Live. Just hours away from the Women's Championship. We will break it all down and have the odds for you coming up later in the show. Steve Weissman back in our studios. And a year after Bruno Kuzuhara became the first American to sweep the junior boys titles in singles and doubles, Lerner Tien is one win from doing the same thing. The 17-year-old from Irvine, California, took the junior doubles crown last night and will play for the singles trophy today. For more stories like that, MakeTennis.com, your online information source throughout the Australian Open and the entire season. Right now, Steve Tigner has your three to see on day 13. And Zachary Cohen has your tip sheet in Betting Central. Now time for the daily forecast with Fox Weather. I'm Fox Weather's Jason Fraser, and here's today's Australian Open forecast. So we're looking at the weather over in Melbourne today. It's going to be a hot one with highs in the low 90s, along with some showers possible. You can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Thanks, Jason. Straight ahead, here from both Arena Sabalenka and Elena Rabakina, just hours before they take the court for the women's final in Melbourne. Welcome back to TC Live on Championship Weekend. The women's final is later tonight. Check out the Tennis Express head-to-head -head between Arena Sabalenka and Elena Rybakina. Sabalenka 3-0 against Rybakina, but each match has gone three sets. Haven't played since 2021. Sabalenka has won eight more singles titles, but Rybakina has a major title. Let's go inside the press room with both of them. 
she's playing great tennis, ser serving well. So I have to be, um, I just have to be there and um, have to, again, work for it and uh, put her under pressure. I think because uh, I, I knew what to expect and uh, everything was new at Wimbledon. Now I more or less understand what to expect and uh, uh, it's nervous no matter what because it's a final. Nervous no matter what, but she's been there and she's done that before, Lindsay. Let's, let's start with Elena Rybakina. What, what's impressed you most about her over the t past two weeks? I think everything, how she's been able to handle all of it. I mean, it's not easy when you win a major and you don't really reap the rewards of that, right? I mean, she started this tournament out on court 13. Her ranking isn't really where it should be. And it doesn't seem like any of that's bothering her. At least she doesn't give that impression. But also her game. I mean, we've, we saw it last year at Wimbledon, but also how she's able to construct her points. She had two losses coming in here, lost to Gavidova, lost to Marta Kostyuk. So it wasn't like she came into this tournament like, oh, I'm the favorite here. But she's really earned it by having some great wins. Obviously, when you beat Svantec, that gives you a lot of confidence. And um, I like how she's playing behind her serve. There's not enough females that, in, in my opinion, on the WTA that really take pride in their serve and holding their serve. Obviously, she has an advantage of being taller, but she's also put in a lot of technical work with that as well. The motion's a little bit different. And she's just, you know, putting in a lot of reps to get the best out of her game. And you've got to respect that. Ace service winner or serve plus one, 60% of her points won. So if she's not acing and she's not serving you off the court, she's winning on that next ball. You know, it's funny. She, she's been exiled to, uh, you know, to court 13 and to, to halfway to Ayers Rock to play her matches because her ranking didn't get the points from Wimbledon. And she did not say, hey, I, I just worry about the opponent. I don't care where they play me. She's upset about that, and she's made a couple of jabs and has not in any way had a negative impact on her tennis. But I think she's done a really nice job of sort of splitting the difference where she's not necessarily complaining, but she's letting it motivate her. Hey, listen, now I'm in the big house. Now I'm playing for the trophy. She was clearly not pleased that she was sent the Wibble, reigning Wimbledon champion on court 13. That's crazy. I, I think this confidence that you're talking about, John, it, it looks really good on her. <laughs> you know, when she won Wimbledon, it was it was a big surprise, uh, not to uh, to a lot of people, but to her also. And she kind of she was very low key when she celebrated, and and she's just kind of embracing it all right now. She seems so calm and collected when she's speaking out there. Let's not forget, before the event, she was a 28 to one favorite to be able to come <laughs> in and win this thing, and she's won a lot of her matches pretty comfortably and taking out Iga. That was huge. She's, um, you know, she's really looking and playing like one of the top couple players in the world. Yeah, we talk about Sabalenka hasn't dropped a set. Yep. Elena Rabakina has only dropped one set as we take a look at her road to the final. That came back in round three to Danielle Collins. She's coming off of back-to-back-to-back wins over former major champions, including Prakash, that straight set win over world number one Iga Swiatek. Uh, Lindsay, uh, first woman to defeat three former slam champs in the same Australian Open since Jennifer Capriotti in 2001. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, she's had a tough draw, and she has earned her spot in this final. It was such a great match against Swiatek. Not a lot of players can take the racket out of Iga's hand, and that's exactly what... Ribikina was able to do in terms of her great serve, but also her great power off the ground. And Iga was flustered, and it was a beautiful match for Elena, and it gave her even more confidence to move forward towards a second Grand Slam title. If she wins, it'll be the first time that two players have held two slams each in 20 years. Iga will have two, she yep. will have two. On the other side, we got Arena Sabalenka. So, listen, she's playing the best tennis of her life. She's got a new mindset. She's got a new serve. She hasn't dropped a set all year. She has absolutely cruised through the draw, only dropping five or more games in a set twice. 
Belinda Bencic, the highest seed she's faced, took out Donna Vekic for just the second time in seven matches. Also beat her former doubles partner, Elisa Mertens, John. Yeah, I mean, this is today's version of you can only beat the players put before you. This is not necessarily a murderous row of, of opposition, no top ten opponent, but some really tricky matches. This is her former doubles partner, Elise Mertens, who was you know, a top 15 singles player as well. They won majors, these two, as a pair, so Mertens knows her game well. We thought this could be a bit of a test for Sabalenka. She aced it, um, as she does so often. And you can see here, the velocity is still high power, right? I mean, she's still hitting this forehand in the 80s. It's just the location and the spot where the margins are being built in. This could have been a tricky match. She won this easily in 73 minutes over her former doubles partner. And again, very few hiccups as she's won these six matches, now playing in her first major final. What are the types of points she needs to create to be successful against Rabakina? You know, it's interesting because they both like to play first strike tennis. So you think, okay, who gets the higher percentage of first serves in or who's able to make a higher percentage of returns in the court? Will that decide it? Maybe. The thing with Sabalenka is you always felt like there was some weakness there, that either she would get too excited or the errors might start to come. And you just don't get that sense anymore with her and her game and how she's been able to steadily improve I mean, it comes into this match with the most <laughs> amount of confidence she could possibly have. If you take a look at the way she started the year, she was just in such a good place. Even when you listen to her in the press conferences and so forth, her, her temperament is so great. And she's just a great example of how it's not always about the X's and O's. We've been looking at this young woman for a few years now, saying she strikes the ball as one of the best strikers in the entire world. How has she not put it together yet? Well, it's all been in between the ears. And once she's put all the attention there herself and taken that accountability, it's been a beautiful thing to watch her journey get to this point. Yeah. It's... They're both really, really great women that you want to root for, but it's tough not to want to see Arena get that first title. Yeah. This, this is a tough match to pick, though, isn't it? I yeah. mean, so whoever, yes. I mean, the, the cliche, whoever has the better serving day is going yeah. to be well served, but it's really easy to make arguments on both sides of the ledger. Yeah. They both got the talent, they both got the head. Uh, may, maybe come down to the heart. Who, yep. who wants it more on this day? We will have the actual bet 365 odds coming up later in the show for the women's title. But first, What's your favorite moment of the tournament thus far? Lindsey, John, and Prakash pick theirs when we come back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, Andy, if I may say, you have big everything, I think. <laughs> I I'm not sure my wife would agree. Um, that's not what I meant. Man, when it hits 4 a.m., yeah. it goes off the walls. Uh, Oscar nominees just came out, so Tennis Channel's awesome social team played off that for the Australian Open. These are the nominees for best moment. Murray has a big everything. Uh, Pot shooting his shot with Margot Robbie. Ostapenko questioning the electronic line calling. Taylor Fritz... Uh, locked in drawing, uh, I'm going to say, is, is what they went for there. Prakash, uh, what, what are you picking? What's your best moment? Uh, look, man, I'm going to go with the uh, the locks 
because for two reasons. One, American team has been showing a lot of unity, so I love the fact that all of them were drawing locks all over the place. But Taylor Fritz's drawing of the lock, which I'm sure will get a good look at right here. Everyone else drawing in proper locks, love the unity. Taylor's, it can only be drawn yeah. as something that is described. You'll take a, oh, wait, let's Andy, look at Francis's uh, form. I think Andy Murray's wife might have something to say about that. John, the little the little hole for the key there, that very key. detail oriented. Right, very nice. <laughs> this can only be described as what looks like SpongeBob's ding ding. Okay, that, whoa, that's just, whoa. that's just, <laughs> you know. Seven second delay. <laughs> See, they all went with the bigger bottom and the top, and then Taylor just, you know, it was just, you know. Uh, it's it, not it, even 4 a.m. I mean, is, what's this, is a, this is a meme waiting to happen. Come on, oh, Taylor. Oh, my goodness. You're killing us. Um, Are we allowed to write in our own best moments? Yeah, go, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We had a bunch go, of them, right? Off the board. What else yeah, we got? Off the board. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? I, I didn't mind Ostapenko, though. That was like, it, it got a little but comical there. I mean, brand, at a certain right? point, okay, <laughs> you might, like, look funny once at, like, a shot. Like, really? That was it? But, like, every match she was looking, yeah, like, six, I mean, 16 times. It was like, and she, then she would point, like, a foot away from where it was. Like, it was a bit much, a little dramatic, no? Little at least. Yeah. She, she little to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine her in the juniors with no chair. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, it was way out. It was, Watch uh, where she points here. It's I like saw, I saw chalk. You know, going back to George Costanza and Seinfeld, it's not a lie if you believe it. And she believed it. She believed all the all the Mom's on board. She's like, That's on the line. So I don't know. Maybe the lines are out. And I don't know. You, you agree to the electronic line calling. It is what it is. Computer yeah. says, you know, there's no arguing that. Like, literally, there's no arguing. Yeah. Unless you want to argue I, I, like Ali Risk. Yeah, did. I was going to say, Ali Risk That's one thing you could argue. Because she, I mean, it's so hard for her to really lose her temper. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was a pretty fun moment. Do we have that um, one? It was classic. <laughs> it was just, oh, here yeah, it is. Carolyn. Yeah, yeah. Carolyn. One, I wasn't paying attention to the point, but also, it's not my, what my... Well, but that's not the rule, Carolyn. That's not the rule, Carolyn. No, you understand. You have to go by the rule book, Carolyn. I got so many texts that Carolyn. That's like the new okay, Karen. Yeah. That's not the rule, Carolyn. It's sort of similar. You know, if you're the supervisor, I wasn't watching matches. What about the tennis player? There's one thing a tennis player needs in order to really compete well. A racket. Does anyone remember when yeah. Rafa Nadal was playing his... Uh, now, I know something's going on here. Somebody put, take my racket from here. That was, that was, a, that was a pretty nervous smile. Nervous smile that Rafa's got over there. Not only did the dingo eat my baby, the ball boy took my racket. Um, he's, he's not particular about it. Well, that's a good thing about Rafa. If there's one thing we know about Rafa, he doesn't care about his stuff or organization. And then he said he doesn't have another dampener that was in the racket. That Most is, players that is, have like that is 15 unbelievable. in their bag. Rafa has one dampener in there. Okay, you talk about they need their rackets, right? John, do you know what else you need to know? What's that? Is the scoring system. Oh. That was another funny moment. Yeah, we Danielle Collins. Exactly. Oh, right. I thought, I thought you... that was pretty funny this was also. Brilliant. That was a good one. This was absolutely yeah. brilliant. We had, are, we, are we demanding too much of the guys? <laughs> <in> the <laughs> yeah, we oh, there we go. Yeah. Good job, right, so guys. you got to go to 10 points to win match tiebreak. This oh, game. You thought it was like a normal 7-point tiebreak. Hey, on to the next round. It's a match. Who did I win? Uh, I wait, what?
Her face is fantastic. Well, there's Carolyn behind her in the background. She's <laughs> kind of in there that to her supervisor. the rules, Carolyn. I mean, Danielle. Wait, can I just say for the record, Allie Risk, very cool on social media afterwards, sort of explaining what happened. Rafa, yeah. very cool, didn't throw the ball, kid under the bus, yeah. had a laugh. And Danielle... When she realized what had happened, she was irate, and then she realized that she laughed at herself. Yeah, so agreed. happy yeah, endings great. in all cases. She won that. Allie Risk won that match yep. after that. And let's go back to our Jim Courier talking to Stefano Tsitsipas yes. okay. a few nights ago. Let's listen into this. Australia is such a great country. Um, I like a lot of Aussie things, you know. Um, one of my favorite exorcists comes from Australia, Margot Robbie. I wish I can. Margot Robbie? Um, are you pitching right now? What, what's happening? Am I what? Pitching? Are you like, you know, making an, an offer? What are we seeing here? It would be nice to see you over there one day. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're ex officially extending an invitation to Margot Robbie. I just want to be crystal clear here. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> let, me let me tell you, there's a big match coming up, yeah, right? Let's see if she's there right. Sunday night. <laughs> Rulebook 101 for shooting your shot. Uh -huh. Ideally, one should do it when you're on your way to your first Australian Open Grand Slam final. Yep. Oh. That, that, okay. that's, if you're going to shoot, that's the best time to do it. Maybe right. someone who's not married, though? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, in a perfect world, you'd like to do it. <laughs> I was going to say, when you shoot your shot, make sure the person is not married. But, Jim uh, was great, by the way. Just... Yeah. We just want to make sure yeah. you're right. offering an invitation, right? And he stepped out. Did you notice that? It was almost Absolute. like he was getting nervous. But oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he tweeted after the match, Vegemite and Margot Robbie, two things that make Australia great. Okay. Oh, man. Well, doubling down. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> doubling down. Pander, pander, pander. Oi, oi, oi. Like, if you <laughs> didn't really see my interview, I'm going to put it on the social webs and uh, make sure. Uh, she's right. listening. Yeah. You can see if Margot's there on Sunday night. Yeah. Big match. Okay. Maybe she's a Joe Pitch fan. <laughs> That would, that would be that. tough. What if she's well, a Novak? Novak crushed the kid before yeah. the final. That would be terrible. Maybe Novak's going to bring her in. Mark what a twist. All right, next up, uh, we, we mix it up with doubles. Find out who took the mixed title and who will be playing for the women's trophy. Don't go anywhere. Lindsay John Prakashti back on TC Live. The mixed doubles final had six-time Grand Slam winner Sonia Mirza in her last dance, teaming up with Rohan Bopana to face the Brazilian duo of Luisa Stefani and Rafael Matos Prakash. Well, trying to make it a fairy tale ending here, Sonia doing what she does with that forehand that has just won her so many matches over the course of her career. In a good spot here in the first set, up 5-3, but not quite able to get it. Lisa Stefani throws some beautiful hands there to be able to get the break back. Pushed it into a breaker. Rafael Matos all over the net. Takes the breaker, 7-6 from the Brazilians. Second set, Boats trying to do what he does, kicking over the net a little bit. Sanya with that big forehand. The Brazilians, though, really doing a good job staying in. I do like this uh, combination though. Sonia at the back and Matos at the back. Sonia won quite a few more of these points with Matos finding the line there. And uh, it was just the Brazilians who ended up being a little bit too good at the end of the day. A real shame back in India. They were really pulling for Boats and Sonia to be able to get this Grand Slam title and uh, send Sonia off into the sunset.
Great moment there for uh, the former Pepperdine star, Luisa Stefani. She was out for a year after tearing her ACL at the U.S. Open in 2021. Since returning, she's won five titles, is 18-3 in women's doubles, 7-0 in mixed. She is now a Grand Slam champion. Uh, Prakash, just want to get your thoughts on what Sonia has meant in India and for women and young girls playing tennis there as well. Well, look, for, for young girls, for young boys, she's been an inspiration all over. And it's, it's a couple of different fronts. One, as a woman, she's been one of the greatest female athletes India's ever seen. And you also have to look at the other aspect of it, which is she's Muslim. And she broke a lot of ground. I mean, she got a lot of, you know, hate and conflict in the beginning because, you know, she would play with, you know, skirts and, you know, she wasn't covered up. And, it, it, you know, she really wanted to stand for women being able to excel in sport and stand for inspirations and do things that other women couldn't do. And she's been a huge symbol of inspiration and courage for so many in that part of the world. And uh, it's, it's very emotional for her to give up this part of her life. But because she's meant so much in the game, I think she's going to do quite a bit more after as well. I did an event with her in August, and she was so incredibly open about her whole journey and exactly what is it has entailed and the extreme pressure um, being scrutinized so heavily in some bouts at some times with battling her own demons as well. She's now a mother to a gorgeous little boy. Um, but sometimes you get these players in the sport that really just transcend the sport. And it was hard to know, like, exactly what she meant until you would start to read the stories about her or, or even hear from her of everything that she would go through back home in India. Um, amazing player, um, dealt with a lot and came out on top. And I think those are the stories that you love to hear, that someone who didn't have necessarily the easiest road, but just absolutely killing it in life now. And she spoke to me about that when she said, listen, I, I go to these tournaments and I'm another player and I prefer that I go home and yeah. I have to go, you know, I have to schedule when I can go food shopping. I mean, I think we don't necessarily always appreciate the pressure some players are under when they're back in their home country and what being a celebrity of that level is really like. Millions and millions of followers on social media. She is playing two more events. She'll play Abu Dhabi with Bethany Maddox-Sands and then finish her career oh. in Dubai with, with Madison Keys. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, a, what a spectacular Grand Slam career. Got to 27 in singles, by the way, yeah. as well. I don't think you final a major in your last one. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's Navratilova-esque. Yeah. Uh, women's double semifinals yesterday. Defending champs Barbora Krejcikova, Katarina Sinyakova. Dropped the set in the first round. Since then, John, they have been almost flawless. Yeah, this is a uh, dis discount double check, giving no discounts. Uh, this is the best team in the game. Remember, they missed the French Open, but for that... They can have a grand slam. I mean, they're going for their fourth straight major, uh, not having played in France, and they looked terrific yesterday. Not a lot of drama here. Um, again, this is uh, top in class for the Czechs. There's an interesting point right there. Um, pause to say that Marta Kostya is very outspoken about the situation in Ukraine. The fact that she's playing well in singles and doubles or something, I think we ought to acknowledge a uh, totally different set of pressures than other players. But... Uh, not a lot of answers yesterday. You see the checks, they communicate so well, they operate almost with that sixth sense, and they're into yet another final, going for a fourth straight major. They've won 23 straight Grand Slam matches, having lost since the U.S. Open 2021. Uh, the top seeds advance. What about the two seeds? Lindsay Coco Golf, Jesse Pagula. They ran into some trouble against Anna Shibahara and Shuko Aoyama. You mean my guaranteed winners yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your SpongeBob line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to credit the Japanese pair. They played sensational doubles in terms of taking over the middle and really putting a lot of pressure on the Americans. 
and it was interesting to see just a little frustration come out of both Pagula and Goff. They had played so well in their previous doubles. They had a point to take this to a third set and just weren't, were not able to convert again the aggressive play of the Japanese pair. And they are able to get through, you know, on paper, maybe not that big of an upset, but it, it really was. Goff and Pagula have high hopes to try and win the Australian Open. First major final as a team for Shibahara and Aoyama. And they will take on Krejcikova and Siniakova, who are looking for their second Australian Open title and seventh major title overall on Sunday. Former UCLA star Shibahara won the mixed title at Roland Garros last year. Will play for her first women's doubles major. Looking forward to that championship. All right, our Yonex tournament summary. Has a couple of Americans doing big things and moving on up in the rankings come Monday. Katie Volinet's going to make her top 100 debut. Benny Schultz, Ben Shelton will make his top 50 debut. Moved up 46 spots in the ranks by making the quarterfinals in Australia. 34 Americans in the singles draw, and they showed out in Melbourne. Well, Ken Alainari Bakina raised a second major trophy in less than a year. We've got the latest odds on the women's final when we come back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. You hear the music on TC Live. It's the final segment. That means your stat of the day worth time. Roll it. If Elena Robacoa wins, she'll become the 10th player to win multiple majors. I don't mean 10th ever. 10th active player. Um, good trivia. Uh, I would um, be hard-pressed to name those all without cheating. Uh, look at this. So Venus Williams, seven, still going strong. Naomi Osaka, four, has won this event twice. We forget about some of those other names, though. Svetlana Kuznetsova, still technically an active player. We've got some maternity leave. We've got the holop on uh, a bit of an off-court issue. A real mix of, of ages and circumstance, but I, that seems like a really high number. Nine players have won multiple majors that are still active. And keep in mind, Serena, Kim Kleisters are not on that list. Um, we sometimes say these fields are wide open, but that's a lot of consistent winning right there. Wait, should uh, Lindsay be? Have you filed your paperwork? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised because Netsova's on that list. It's been years since she's played, but she must not have put her name out of the drug testing pool yet. It's the only thing I can think of. Her options open. I guess, yeah. Former French Open champion, a little comeback at Rolling Garros. That's got to be a on purpose decision. I wonder. It's not something you just kind of don't do. Yeah. It's a lot of future speeches in Newport. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a good list. Right. Great That's point. a great point. Great point. All right, uh, time for our hot shot of the day. Come on, Prakash. Come on. Prakash man. always yeah. like gets out of his uh, out off the couch and, and gets really into the really Listen, it's, 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 the, it's the hot shot of the day. Inside out forehand from Stefano Tsitsipas. Not quite enough angle here on the forehand. Fan gets there, gets that captain hook around the doubles alley and pull, pulls it in. All right. Look, beautiful wow. wrist action around the 3 and 4 o'clock of the ball, curls it in. But you know what, Linz? Not good enough to get the win. 
I thought you were going to say, but that's not actually the hot shot. We had another yeah. one. Yeah. That's <laughs> waiting for another yeah. piece of we video. We might have to bring some back from earlier in the yeah. We had yeah. some good ones. All right. Here's your final. Hours away, Elena Rybakina, Arena Sabalenka. Sabalenka going for her first major title in her first final. Rybakina looking to win her second in three Grand Slams. Power against power. They produce it a little bit differently. So our guaranteed lock picks of the day. <laughs> no way. Are, uh, yeah, no yeah way. You, you pick one or the other. You pick one or the other, guaranteed. I, oh. The odds favorite Sabalenka. I'm oh, going man. last. Barely, Look at those head to heads. So, all right, John pulled back to 500. Oh, my gosh. Precaution. Can I take my money yeah, and go home? Exactly. Are you going to dance again and post it on social media? <laughs> yeah, no, just, like, in the casino, when you're up, you're supposed to just take your money and go home. No, you're not. No, I don't want, we got two more days. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> then, I'm undefeated. Two more days. You have potential to LB, we catch up. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, pick it from the Sabalenka match. Okay, like I said, I think game-wise, Rabakina has a few more options, but... One of those things, I think it's Sabalenka's time, and that happens in sports, sort of destiny. She's getting it done. No, Sabalenka, man. all right. That was a little, uh, little arbitrage. Arbitrage. See what I did there? <laughs> a little dad joke. Um, but wait, if I pick the same as you, that means she automatically Yeah, you have no like, chance. Uh, what else can we choose from? All right, here? so I got I to go different just to this. So. Let's go to the Australian Open app. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Action, some bringing that serve, tournament leader in aces. She's already won a major. She already knows what it's like to play in a final. I don't really think this. But uh, just for the sake of competing <laughs> with Prakash over here, I'll take Rabakina. Okay, do I have to pick off the singles? Probably. You can do whatever you want. What do you want? Well, You're the only Hall of Famer on the set. <laughs> so. yeah, well, okay, I'm going to go junior boys, Lerner Tien. Okay. Eric right. playing for the like, title. Wait, since we're going directly against each other, I think we should put something on the line. Loser does 10 push-ups on the show no. tomorrow. Sold. 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 No. Yeah. Pat, Pat Raptor. On, yes. We should got it. We That's should fantastic. Got it. The, the Pat Raptor rowing machine? <laughs> 10 push-ups. We can do that. Lerner Tien looking to yep. win both of them. Yep. I mean, that, that's special stuff. He's a special talent. And he won the 18 and under nationals last year at a very young age. He's just 17 now. I think uh, I think he's going to be an Australian Open junior champion in singles. He's mm -hmm. already got the doubles crown yesterday. I like so, so Cal, baby. Yeah. So and, and, he, and he's staying here. No, yeah, that, that's what I do. USC. We talk about college tennis having a great tournament. I because they kick off weekend. The, yeah, He'll be exactly. at his first class Monday at USC. That's coming that's back to Australian Open champion. That's incredible. Before we go. Well, that, that moment, walking yeah. out onto the court, it's going to be the first time for Sabalenka. What's it like? And that's that's the thing, right? That's the X factor, I think, in this match is how does she handle that occasion? It's everything you I would assume she dreamed of as a little girl trying to play tennis and wanting to achieve this on the pro tour. Can she go out there in those first few games? Because in women's tennis, two out of three, it can. Get, we've seen Grand Slam finals get away in a hurry mm -hmm. from players that might be overwhelmed with that occasion. So she needs to kind of start off the match, be able to hold serve, and kind of relax early on because your your mind can get very carried away out there. Flip side, she got past that semifinal block, and even if we know that there's an asterisk, if you said you're playing for your first major final and the other player on the other side of the net is younger, has never beaten you, and is not in the top 20, pretty good opponent to uh, go for that first major. The ranking is a bit subjective there, but it, it is what it is. Uh, cannot wait to go over the highlights tomorrow. Women's final encore, noon Eastern, right here on Tennis Channel. The four of us back on TC Live. Just two more shows to go, gang. Yeah, it is the business, business end of the Australian Open. The kids, they're loving it in Melbourne. Thank you so much for joining us on TC Live. Enjoy the final. We'll see you tomorrow.